Yes, y'all, you are tuning in live right now to the 360 Chop Shop Podcast. I'm yours truly, the host from the coast, your boy Cosmo. In the building, we got DJ Nito, yep. Alan Elias, and Noxilla. And let us all welcome our special guest today, Maurice Mann, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Man of Athletics in the building, y'all. What's good? What's good? What's yep. good? Mr. Get Better, Get Beat himself. How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm good, fellas, man. Uh, how's everybody doing over there? Oh, man. Really? We good, Living man. You know? Surviving. <laughs> good, good, good. Nito. Yo, yo, Mo Man in the building, man. What's man, good, oh bro? God. Man, <laughs> you, man, you know it. You know it. Big chilling, man. Just quarantining. Yes, sir. I can dig that. Yeah, so we're going to let everybody tune in right now. This is the 360 Chop Shop Podcast. We just started this about, what, four weeks ago. This is episode four coming at you from quarantine. We are here live via Zoom. So make sure, ladies and gentlemen, you follow us. And we are going to be streaming on Anchor. We are going to be streaming on SoundCloud. We are going to be streaming on Spotify. So make sure you guys tune in and make sure you follow us on Instagram at the 360 Chop Shop. Once again, 360 Chop Shop. Make sure you follow that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Let's talk to our guests. How you doing today, Mo? Maurice, man. Man, I'm good, man. Hanging out though with the baby boy. Uh, we just had a little shindig, a little get together. Kind of had some family over. So um, it's been a good Sunday, man. It's been a fun day, actually. Yeah, man. That's hot today, time. man. Real hot hey, today. Congratulations on on your, on your new child. You know, just coming Thank into sport not too long. Already, already beasting on the on the court and on the. <laughs> You over there just just raising yeah. a, a monster right now, man. Man, this I mean, it's just you know, I don't know, man. I I mean, I'm new to it, so man, it's fun. You know, I, I'm enjoying. I mean, every second of it, man. I don't take it though for granted, but though for a minute, y'all, because you know, because uh, you know, I've been I've been waiting up for this moment though my whole life, but uh, you know, I'm more ready than than ever though to be a dad. So yeah, I, I, I'm grateful. Absolutely, man. It's always a blessing, man. Man, uh, I seen the video when you posted on your Instagram when you had him hanging from the rings. Yeah, he was just, just hanging from the rings like nothing. And how how old is your child? Uh, well, right now he's eighteen months though. He was about he he was probably just just about a year though when he started though doing all that stuff you know and yeah. it, it's just kind of the influence though he gets though from seeing people man in that gym he be working uh, that so, ladder he be got that he got that footwork down man you be kidding, yeah man. he got the footwork down man <laughs> so he's gonna, he's so gonna take that his dad be the uh, wide receiver what you trying to train him to be receiver tight man. end a strong healthy educated <laughs> tax ready business right. mogul. Yeah, you know what I mean. That all the sports stuff is great, man. But we gonna get ready though for this life, man. He gonna understand. Exactly. (laughs) You know, crazy moments though like this happen more than you know the football stuff can happen. So I I need him to be prepared up for everything. So, um, but in terms of sports, man, man. I'm gonna let him do. We got yourself a little champion in the making, man. I'm telling you right now. Oh, oh, thank you, Mo. Thank you, man. Man, it's fun. So y'all played, y'all played, Mo, Moses, you guys were on the same Monterey High team, right? For varsity football? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. CCS champions, baby. CCS champions. Nice. Okay, hold on. We got to. Uh, 
CCS champions. Let him uh, know, you was bro. what, class of 99 or class of 2000? Because I'm 2001. I think you was a senior when I was a sophomore. Yep, yep. Okay. Dang, for real? So I remember were you, because, were you like yeah. Were you like a couple years ahead in, in your grade? Uh, what, one? What was I, one? Man, man I'm ahead of Mo by one year. Oh, one or two, One bro. year, okay. Yeah, one, yeah, one year. year. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm 2000. So are you one 2000 year. or 99? 2000. I, I'm 2000. Okay, yeah, so I'm 2001. So, yeah, so I was a... Junior, you was a senior. Yeah. And then we went to CCS, won that. I remember that because uh, I remember that was my sophomore year when I got bumped up for the for yep. the, uh, for the practice you was squad. You playing up, yeah. Yeah. I got bumped up from the JV to the varsity squad to play on the, to be, you know, the little tackling dummies, you know, for the varsity squad. <laughs> going to get, you know, I had to sit there and block hey, two five and two pie. Man, I couldn't even touch that guy, yeah, man. Yeah. Two pie was a beast, bro. <laughs> And then hey, uh, Ty, Ty was a monster. Man, we had the squad. We had Antoine Vons as our quarterback. I Marcus mean, Suber. Marcus Suber was on that. Who else we had on that squad? Uh, uh, Von Calhoun. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Stephen Koch was in that thing. Man, we had uh, Chris Hardy at the other though receiver. We had Scott Lee. Uh, man, we oh. had a mean defense, though. We had a crazy defense. Um Speaking of Sky Colin. E, speaking hold on, speaking of Sky E, we got to big up to the to yeah. the to the catch, the catch from Steve. Yeah, Cash. seaside. Oh, yeah, seaside the seaside game. Yeah, that seaside made everybody seaside mad. Monterey High was running that year, man. But man, those are the days. So we we yeah, had a squad was, back man. then. We had a squad. We was under uh, well, we had three coaches. We had Coach Cunningham, and then he left, right? Mm-hmm. And then we also had Buck Rogerman, then he left. And then we had Coniglio. That was the last coach that we had. Yeah. I think for your senior year. Yeah. But, uh, that was one crazy game. May he rest in peace. This is one moment that I feel like, okay, Seaside probably should have won though that game. Tony yeah. Alexander got an interception man in the end zone and he, and he ran out the back of the end zone. Yeah. And then they called two points against them. So they mm-hmm. called it a safety. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And I was like, oh my goodness. Right, man. They called that player safety. And uh that pretty much still helped us win, really. Didn't uh, I think w- w- before that though, didn't what did they uh was it Brahas hit a field goal? He hit a yeah. field goal to like take the lead. And yep. then that's when that safety happened. Yeah. And then that's when yes. we, we uh I think on the kickoff the next possession from that, Brian Chambers ran it up to almost oh. like the 30. I remember this. I was watching this from the sideline. Brian Chambers ran it up, got it to like almost the 50 yard line, and it was the last play of the game. Stevie Cosh dropped back, scrambled a little bit, threw the bomb, hit Scott E on one on one coverage in the very back in the of the very back of the end zone. <laughs> Man, I, crazy! I I I remember how upset Rayshon was, man, and everybody would say that they would have shaken no hands with us and stuff like that. Oh. It was hilarious, man. I still laugh up, man, man, over that game. Yo, that, um, was a, that was a very classy game, though, because we could have easily ran up on Spartan Hill on them on those. <laughs> Definitely. But it's all love. Mon- that, that Monterey High, Seaside High rival goes back for generations to decades to even almost centuries, man. I mean, and it's still going, right? It's still going. Yeah. It's still going and hard. It's getting- and it's getting better, better and better, man. Like back, like back though, how it used to be. Uh, I think the talent of 
football is 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 you know that's probably a topic of conversation that I really want to speak about. Uh, but I feel like it's getting better, um, you know, and uh, I think it needs a makeover, you know. So uh, start start starting from the youth level, you know, and that's just my yeah. opinion. Yeah, well, I, and I mean that's something too, though. Like even now that what you're kind of, I guess I would say specializing in, right, is just training training the youth you know because i know just you know my son you know jojo works with you at the clubhouse and i mean just seeing what you've done with a lot of the youth athletes around the area it, i mean it's been big man and i mean you know it's it, i i feel like i mean just to even have that that credibility saying like you know i train with with maurice man it's you know, and knowing like what you what you've accomplished in your life and things like that, like you know, and how, how you're raising up this youth, it's it's amazing, man. It's 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 dope. I mean, EJ, man, I appreciate that really though. Um, you know, for me, man, it's 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 more uh, mentality training than it is, you know, physical training. Like if the kids, you know. If you don't have a confident kid, man, in sports, it's kind of hard for them to exceed any part of yeah. what they can do. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, the first thing that we kind of talk about, man, is though believing in the process, man, of getting better. And that's what the get better, man, or get beat thing is all about, is that, uh, you know, we believe in something bigger and greater th than ourselves, which is kind of what makes great teammates. You know what I mean? Though You got to be able to do all the little tangible stuff, though, man if you want to be a solid athlete, man, and I don't think it just comes up from training. I think it comes up from home. It comes from, you know, your parents, you know, what they do and, and, you know, how they try to inspire, but also it is a village, you know, taking, 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 you know, Jojo to see me as, you know, who and, and man, I'm, man, and I'm great because, inspire, but also it is a village, you know, taking, taking, <laughs> taking, you know, Jojo to see me. What yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I'm blessed, y'all, man. I'm pretty much blessed, man. No, I love though what I do, man. I, I'm fortunate every single day though to be doing it, and I I'm gonna do it though to the best of my ability. Yeah, that's what's up. I mean, even that, though that, that, that right there. motto, the motto itself that's though, get, get better or get beat is just it. I mean, just those those four words right there. Or would you say five, right? But right, yeah. those the main four words, it's like yeah. It, just just by saying that alone, like because today I was playing catch with JoJo, and you know he was he was at that point where he was kind of like you know wanting to go play video games or something, just be lazy. Yeah. And I was like, you know, do you, do you want to get what is what what do you learn from Coach Mo? Like, you know, that's something that I could use for him. You know, it's like. And he said it, get better or get beat. And I was like, so what do you, do you want to get better or do you want to get beat? And he said, I want to get better. So, so it was totally, it. It totally changed, you know I mean? his, changed his mind, frame of mind. You know, it's like, like you yeah. were saying, it's the mentality of everything. You know, you don't, you don't just do it just to do it, but you do it to get better, you know? And, yeah. and that's, I mean, that, that in itself is just crazy. Remember that one. I mean, um, Go ahead. I mean, get better, man, and get beat. I, I've been saying that, y'all, for as long as I can think of. Like, I've been saying that's a, like, I, I was looking back at some old Facebook videos or something like that. I was saying that back in, like, 2005, 
five or something. <laughs> so I'm thinking though to myself, like, man, like what, like what made me get on that? You know, like what, what was it that, that, that kind of hit me? And, um, you know, at, you know, my friends call me Moby, right? So Moby is because I'm a Kobe though, though fanatic, right? Like, like crazy Kobe, as soon as he went to Mamba and started like when he had the game, know that when he, you know, uh, biting on his shirt and was and was and went nuts. I said, "Oh man!" I said, "Bro," <laughs> and this is after though he went through all the turmoil stuff, you know, you know the Colorado thing and man and you know what I'm saying because that moment, that is a moment in your head that you decide to either go right or go left. You know what I'm saying? That's where get better, man. If you get beat, really is, man. And the fact of the matter is that, like, he could have let that kind of moment, though, define him. But he decided, man, to really even go deeper into pushing harder and creating, man, a, like an, you know, that alternative alter ego person just to push himself to a new level. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that like that thought process kind of separated me from just wanting to be good because I really wanted to be great. Uh, and, uh, you know, Kobe always talks about getting better, man. And in every single interview, man, you'll, you'll, you'll hear him talk about some sort of fashion of, uh, you know, improving or getting better or trusting the process or something, yeah. man. So, so don't meticulous, man, on those things yeah. that I just kind of gravitated to it, man. And, started buying all Kobe everything and then it just turned into Moby man instead of being Mo man everybody started talking about Kobe <laughs> kind of stuff so that's so up. yeah man that's dope now I know what you mean though about that 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 alter ego too it's kind of like when you uh you know that that Beyonce uh documentary yeah which one it is but she talked about how she goes into that alter ego when she steps on stage what's her name sasha sasha fierce Sa yeah Sasha yeah. Fierce. Yeah. yeah it's like it's that same kind of thing like you you almost become something else to just be that much greater at what you're doing because yes. otherwise right. yeah. if you just if you just settle for mediocre or just being whatever and i mean i know i'm guilty of that you know but like you know you you end up not pushing yourself as hard and just mm -hmm. trying to go for for what you can what you can do rather than trying to take that next step yeah no nah, yeah exactly i mean clark kent couldn't put on a new suit man and just be clark kent man in the suit man he had to he had to be somebody else you know yeah. for it to make sense you know what yeah. i mean so i think it's super important man that kids got to start to understand man that mindset too like when we talk about stepping onto the field you know, the mindset that I talked to him about is like, man, you guys got to learn that, you know, a football, a football sport, man, is more, uh, you know, a lot of youth coaching is about toughness, you know what I mean? And a lot of people don't know how to really teach mental toughness because as adults, we do the whole lot of quitting too, you know what I mean? So yeah. for, for a kid to really be like mentally tough and, you know, it's a process of, you know, explaining it and kind of breaking it down to them. So, you know, um, have, having, you know, an alter ego is really though important though for sports because you don't have to be a jerk on and off the field, but sometimes, man, to play sports though the right way, man, you got to be mean, you know, and uh, that's just part of the game. And I, 
and I feel like sometimes, you know, the bigger you are, the nicer you're told to be, the littler you, you, you are, the the more aggressive that you're told to be. And I, I just feel like, man, you got to find like a good median of both, you know, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. just run with it, really. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I so heard that. In your career, you talked about high school. And then you went on to college. What college did you end up playing ball for? So I went to NPC, which is Monterey, Dope Peninsula College. And then uh, by ways of NPC, I went to Nevada, Reno, uh, mm-hmm. the same school as Kaepernick. Um, I was there two years ahead of Cap. Uh, I played with Nate Burleson, no man, no, who's my boy, uh, who does all the ESPN uh, talk yeah. show stuff. Uh, he does, um, he does, uh, toe tap, man. He's man. Nate is, Nate is a really good dude, man. A really solid dude. And, uh, you know, you know, kind of a, kind of a equal peer kind of mentor type of person. You know, uh, we played on the same team though, though, on the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, he got drafted a year though before me and went though to the Vikings and then I got drafted, man, a year later, man, and went though to the uh, Bengals. And um, so, yeah, right. And then that's kind of how the story started, man. Um, and the reason why I feel like, man, I have this business or what I'm doing now, not necessarily. It is a business, but at the same time, man, when I got though to the league, I kind of didn't know um, the steps to take to keep the position that I was in. So I kind of made some irrational the, the decisions as a as a young man you know just yeah. not really knowing how to manage my money or you know my managing my hours of sleep and my timing and you know just a lot of different things that I was learning because it was my yeah. first time like out of Seaside like I literally left Seaside man, at 19 you know what I mean and not a lot of people was leaving at that time you know what I mean I like I always had a path set for the highest level but I wasn't really prepared to keep mm-hmm. that position when I got there because it just kind of came so naturally. It was like Monterey High, NPC, Nevada, and then the NFL. I'm like, man, like it kind of doesn't happen though for people though like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's like I, I remember playing with you in high school and then seeing your path, your journey, you know, and then uh, – you was uh you was on the you, what team did you actually you went to first was you said it was uh the Bengals at the Bengals Cincinnati yeah the Bengals and then yeah, then the, you the Cincinnati Bengals but Mo man I you know in high school man I probably man I had some good games but it wasn't like I was like you know like people be thinking that I had some like nah I got better as the t- as yeah you know well, I remember in high school basketball was your sport you was yeah, you, like you, I love basketball yeah like, um. And football just kind of came naturally because my brothers were mm-hmm. like ahead of me and they were kind of showing me the, the, the ropes, man, and how stuff those should be done in terms yeah. of playing football. But I didn't yeah. have the best hands. I tell I tell everybody that now. Like it took me a minute though to get used to that. Um, to you know, just being able to catch the ball, man, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, man, life is about getting better. So, you know, that's kind of what it was. Like, I've always believed in that ability, man, to yeah. improve the, the myself, man, as long as I put in work. So. That's what's up. I and just keep what, putting in work. 
So after after your pro career, you went on to you also played in the CFL too, right? After your yeah. NFL career, you won yeah. chips in the yep. CFL, didn't you? Didn't you so I won one championship, man, in the CFL, and um, you know some crazy. It was, you know, my CFL though, life, man. I feel like, man, I could write a book about that one. That one was crazy, you know, because when I went up there, man, I went to the Edmonton Eskimos. I started playing up there. Uh, and then after that, it was like the tail end of the season. So, so I went up there to play, and then I just went nuts. Like that first little end of the season, like I went up there, man, and I was supposed to be on the practice team and not really playing, and Edmonton wasn't really that good at the time. But I went up there, though, with every mm. intention of tearing somebody apart. So I went up there, yeah. I played well, and they ended up starting me, though, towards the end of the season. So when I went back the next season, I became all-star. And once I got all-star, I'm like, I'm going back though to the league. So I went back to the Redskins and that was my opportunity. But mm-hmm. my situation though with the Redskins and stuff and with the NFL was really special teams, right? Just because I didn't really want to do no special teams. Like I, I didn't want to do gunner and uh, you know, punt return and kickoff return. I wanted to play the, the receiver. Yeah. And I couldn't, I didn't really accept that energy until I got to Canada. Like, okay, man, if I want to keep a job, I, I got to do more. So, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of was able to just start doing more. Like, you know, I remember, you know, trying to block kicks, uh, you know, being, you know, running down on punt. And this is towards the end of my career, like to where, you know, I just kind of thought that, nah, I'm not going to do all that stuff. I'm just going to catch the ball. And, that's not how it works, man. It's so it's yeah. really about the more you can do. Yeah, and you how, did a lot, how many man. Years, how many years did you have uh like professionally total? Uh ten. Ten. And then yeah. I took one off. That's so good. it would have been no eleven though if I'd have played all of them, but I took one year off. Uh just be after the championship year, I took that year off because I wanted to get into coaching and I got into coaching, but I wasn't really ready to, to be done. So, um, you know, a crazy story is, uh, I was, I was living in Canada working, I'm sleeping in two gyms, right. And I'm catching a bus, jumping on the butt. Like this is after playing, you know, pro careers, but then, you know, I'm living kind of illegally, man, in Canada, man, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, um, I got a plan, right? You know, cause I want to come home and I want to start a business. That's this business. Right. But I don't have any experience, man, in terms of running a business. So, you know, I met this guy by the name of, uh, you know, uh, Delroy and, uh, he, he runs a couple of sports specific training, the no facilities, man, up there. So pretty much what I did is I worked there literally from like 6am to, to probably like, sometimes nine o'clock at night and I sleep there and then wake up in the morning and do it all again the whole day. Man, I had my dog with me there the whole day. I'd be making programs. I run the whole gym, the facility, taking payments, um, you know, everything. I mean, doing everything, man, in that building. So um, that was an experience, man. And I'm talking about Canada cold. Like I stayed, that was my <laughs> yeah. one time I stayed though the whole year throughout you know, and it's a, it's, it's like nine months of cold. You feel me? So it's like, it's intense, but it humbled me, man. It, it like put me 
in that though position of understanding like to where I knew uh, if I wanted something though, though in life, man, it, it was going to be because though I worked for it, you know, man, it wasn't going to mm -hmm. be though because somebody had handed it to me. Um, so I know, you know, uh, you, you know, the best, you, you know, the best views in life though, come though, though from the toughest climbs. So yep. Yep. Um, it was just kind of one of those things. And then my grandmother passed away, man. And then I moved home and then that's kind of how this all like, took off like she was the kind of the catalyst for like being like all right you know it's time to go in you know and that was 2016 though when I met though a lot of the people that I was already you know though I had known but it took a couple years to really get the ball rolling that's what's up that's what's up where, where do you see your business in the next five years? Do you think you're going to expand or you're going to stay out here in the 831? You're going to try to expand and, and make it bigger? Or... Um, so, so, so as long as I've been here, I've been, I've played and I've left and I've come back. Right. So there, there were kids, there's kids that come up to me and was like, Mo, man, I went to your first camp in 2007. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's hard to kind of even up to remember the faces though, because it was so long ago. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I always don't envision is having something that, you know, was scalable, something that I could have and still be able to wiggle around, you know what I mean? Still be able mm -hmm. to help yeah. other people, man, in different areas. So I never see this going away though, in terms of the A31. Whether I'm here or not, it's like I'm I'm grooming, uh, you know, the people to live, you know, in that rare air, though, right behind me. So a lot of my athletes, you know, I'm praying get the same opportunity and then want to come back and give back to it. So yeah, um, uh, for now, um, a couple years into it, you know, some, my, my oldest of kids are um, – you know, in college now. So yeah. I, I, I don't quite have anyone that's made it though to the highest level yet, except for uh, Poppy and, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, a few other random, you know, athletes and stuff like that. But in terms of this grooming of crop, I'm trying to create a product that lasts out here though forever. Oh, you know, yeah. taught the right way, uh, you know, skilled, skilled the right way and kind of always about man, A31 first. So, Five years from now, I really expect it to be uh, much bigger, and I expect it to be global though by five years. Hell yeah! Nice. That's what's up. You gonna you gonna you gonna take over the uh, the Herm Edwards camp like how we used to do back in the day when we was kids? Man, right? <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure, for sure, man. But even but even you know, no knock on Herm because he did a great job. But I want to do it, man, even bigger, man. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I want it to be something that, you know, kids never, ever don't forget about and more so about learning. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We went out there, man. We have fun. I was one of the first MVPs of that camp. I feel like the first time and I went out there was like the first one. And I got like that, you know, the, the MVP. Well, the first or second camp and I got one of the, you know, the most valuable players. Uh, and then I kind of decided like, in those moments, like, man, I love football. Like, I really do. But now I feel like for our area, we're not, we're not, 
we're not doing a good job of breaking down the little details of how to play the game and for it still to be fun, you know, and giving everyone a chance to play. Uh, so the high school ball is better. You know, uh, I, I think we spend so much time that we get, we do a, we do a good job of daddy ball, man, in our area. I, I swear we do. Right. And some, somebody <laughs> may be mad over that, but it is the way it is. Yeah. You know, it is though what it is, right? Because yeah. the goal is to man improve this talent and give, you know, coaches something though, to really look for, man. Though when they come though to our area, um, and I know I'm doing a good job of getting kids ready to go for college, but I feel like it could. There's so many more kids out there that just don't know that they could play at the next level, uh, which which they need to know, because. Yeah. Uh, I mean, baseball got it, so why not football? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I hear the football, the football scene out here. I hear, like, all I hear throughout the years, all the different complaints about the different leagues. And when people jump from one to the other, there's always something. And and it's kind of a lot of what I hear is is that kind of stuff. So and so don't want to let. Let nobody yeah. play, or you know what I mean, like things like that. And, yeah. And I mean, I, even even on the baseball side of things too, you know, because I I you know I coach baseball, and um, yeah. I mean, I know a couple of weeks ago we had kind of touched on that and the differences between rec and travel, and me really feeling like some like in rec ball, like there's just a lot of kids nowadays that they're not really into the sport. But then at the same time, it's like the, it's almost like the parents are just putting them in it to just drop them off and give them something to do. And it's like, you know, as somebody who's trying to help other kids get better at what they're doing, like, what's your take on something like that where, you know, we're, we're, we're focused on a drill and then you have these, these two kids all the time. They're behind you messing around or in the back of the line, like, like the kids don't actually want to be there. They're just there because they're they've been dropped off there. They've they've been put in the sport just to be part of the sport, and everyone is part of the team. There's no tryouts, you know. But there's there's actually a group of kids who want to play. There's a group of kids who want to actually learn and and progress in their game. But then you know you have those distractions from those other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like. Uh, Though at the youth level, man, it's all about character, right? It's it's more so to teach uh, people how to cooperate and get along and concentrate and be consistent. Uh, and, you know, it's about being no encouraged. So for the kids, man, that don't want to necessarily be there um, or get dropped off, though, you you know, it's it's kind of about um, just getting them to, to understand you know, the process of believing in something still, even even though they don't really respect it. You know what I mean? Like you have to be prepared to buy into something uh, if you want to be successful. And that's not like, we, we don't always like our job, you know what I'm saying? But if you want to pay the rent, man, you got to understand like so sometimes, man, you got to accept the challenges that you, that you mm-hmm. may not like at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and for kids, though, it's kind of it's like you have to really break it down into incentives for kids that don't want to be there. So incentively, like, yo, if you if you can focus for this, 
like this amount of time, like this is this is our reward. Like if you yeah. could just do your, your part, this is what we could be successful and have as a group. Like even yeah. if you don't really like it that much, just understand that the outcome, you know, it, it like it like it, it it it's balanced. Like if you could just focus on what we're on these couple of tasks, if, if, if you know. Let's just say, man, you know, one kid just doesn't want to do nothing at all. But I'm like, well, you know, like, like, how about, how about if, if you can be the best, you know, um, you know, right fielder and really just focus on these three things, you know what I mean? Whenever you get the ball, throw it to the second baseman and such and such, right? And if you can follow these three steps, I'll reward you with what every single time the ball comes to you. So all you got to do is grab the ball, throw it to the second baseman, get, make the job simple instead of kind of uh, overdoing all the stuff like you would a quarterback. You know, you got to tell a quarterback more than you have to tell uh, the, the running back because his responsibility, though, is bigger. And that's what kind of sports are about though you mean it's responsibilities you know and yeah it show it shows through from home to work you know what i mean if you if you're a person that that doesn't really do chores at home and doesn't really take responsibility take responsible of your task at home how you gonna bring your kid to yeah. my practice and expect me to be able to tell him to do something that you don't even ask him to do at all you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I know that was always something that I, that I try to encourage all my players and parents is to, you know, you're not going to get better just coming to practice a couple of times a week. You know, you have to, you have to do it something every day, whether it's, it's accountability like right? for 10 minutes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Cause, Cause uh, you know, you're not going to, you can't. And I, and I explained this to Jojo earlier too. You know, we don't take you to these coaches and pay, pay these coaches to teach you something for you to come home and then not follow it and Thanks. do whatever you feel like doing. You know, you have yeah. to continuously do things the right way that you're taught. Otherwise we're going to keep taking you back there. And every time it's going to be the same result, you know, you're going to be learning the same thing over and over. Whereas as long as you focus on keeping this, your mechanics in this way, the next time you go back, you're going to learn something more and get better. You know, it's, it's that same kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, the thing, the thing is, look, I, if, if I have a football team and I'm the head coach and my team loses, it's my loss. It's on me. It's my responsibility. Well, we, what a lot of coaches do now is they point the finger at the kids and make it their responsibility. What that's not right. Another thing yeah. that we do as parents is that, you know, a, a lot of parents will expect their kids to play, but instead of investing in the proper training, they'll invest in shoes, you know what I mean? <laughs> or some fancy cleats, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, yeah or a new baseball bat or something yeah. and the kid don't know how to use it. You're like, Fool, yeah. why, why, did, why, why are you buying them that stuff? If, if they don't even know what to do with it, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, we look at it, we look at it so backwards because though, when the coaches get there, like, bro, I got like, I need to put in plays. Like I need to get us ready for the game. Your kid should know how to tackle before he got here. Right. Unless, mm -hmm. 
unless that is in the program. Okay, I'm going to, you know, like in the, you know, in the standards of what we're teaching for a football team, okay, I'm going to teach them how to tackle. I'm going to teach them how to block. I'm going to teach them how to catch the ball. That's all off-season stuff. Like, yo, you're supposed to be working on with your kid prior to prior to getting them practice, and, th- and then you showing up expecting me to be to just be able to do all that stuff. No, yeah. I can't do it. I don't have time for all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. As coaches. And that, and, so, yeah, that's that was kind of why I had made that point about the difference between travel ball and rec ball. Because, I mean, even still in rec ball, like the kid should know how to at least catch a ball or throw and or whatever, ball. especially hey, once, yeah. especially once you get to like, if you don't know how to catch or throw in what we would say Shetland, like the five, six, seven, eight level, that's cool. that that's, that's dismissible. That's cool. But once you get into that nine, 10 and, and beyond, if you, yeah. if you don't have those, time. those basics, those basic fundamentals, like, why are you, why are you here? You know, like, and I, I don't want to <laughs> discourage, I don't want to discourage it, but the parents got to be what they need to do in order to have the kid kid ready. Cause you know, you got this kid over here that might throw like, you know, let's just say at a 10 year old level, he might be able to throw 45 miles an hour, but if the kid can barely catch, what's going to happen, you know, someone's going to get yeah. hurt. You know, even, even bats coming, balls coming off the bats, they're going to come off yeah. at like 40, 50 miles an hour. And if a kid is trying to, you know, and sometimes parents expect their kids to, start and get all the playing time oh my in, goodness. A, in a premium position when they are nowhere near ready but then at the, you know i'm gonna put this kid right here in, in the infield and all of a sudden he gets a shot right to him and he's not even ready for it like, he has no idea you know, what to do asking for hey, trouble you get hurt yeah. right you know yeah no nah, you can definitely don't get hurt and then you know if 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 we're not planning to prepare we're preparing to fail like that's the simplest thing that it that could be explained so no matter what what it is like we're in the age of information there's no there's no possible way that you cannot figure out how to go online and tell your kid how to throw a ball now like (laughs) there's so many instructional videos there's so much out there but people will not spend any time. They'll literally just focus on signing the kid up and dropping them off and expecting an outcome on Sunday. And I'm like, yeah. man, like that's never going to be, be, be the case. Like the best and the greatest men of athletes, like Larry Fitzgerald, uh, let, let's just speaking of him, right? His dad was a coach though for the Minnesota Vikings. So what he see his whole entire life, football is being caught. You know what I'm saying? Like he, like all he's focused on for his whole entire being is catching the football. This dude got more tackles as a receiver than he has drops in his whole career. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he's lived, like he's, like he's, he's relived that thought process of applying this into making something so great. You know, through 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 the process of of repetition. And also just being around something though all the time. So like, you know, for baseball players, my favorite baseball player locally is JJ Del Sherrill. And we've I've watched JJ yeah. since since I was a kid. And he could hit the ball, man, no out of the park, lefty and righty, but his dad pushed him, right? Another big influence 
is there was EJ Rowland, Big Earl, man. Mm-hmm. He rest yep. in peace. Yep. He pushed yep. EJ. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> like these kids have worked their entire lives to get the to that position of where they are now, and it shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. It shows through their character and through how they play and through their understanding and game knowledge and now how they live their lives and, and just period, you know what I mean? Through sports. So sport yeah. is important though for every kid. Uh, yeah. It's just the character issues that the parents need to instill as the kid is growing up, right? Always being coachable is like is the most important thing though to me. A, a coachable kid is yeah. always going to play. I don't care. Yeah. Always going to play. Um, those that yeah i feel you those are the ones that i pick (laughs) if you're coachable then you're on my team i don't care how good you are or not like i'll help you get better as long as you're coachable but if you're you could be the best kid out there but if you're not coachable like it's i'd rather not you know you could you could go play somebody else's team yeah your talent your your talent man talent level is gonna exceed at some you know at some kitty level man there's gonna be one kid that's just a knucklehead that's just super good and you can't get him off the field you're like man i just gotta gotta make it work um but if we get that if we can turn that kid into understanding you know it comes top down so the parents you know what i mean like we need to talk to the parents though man though sometimes more like these meetings and these conversations need to be for the parents more than it almost is up for the kids because they're understanding of what they have the possibility is too great man like you could any kid could be anything they want to be man but it's really about you know giving that that kid a chance to you know win and lose but still understand though the learning lesson in every victory and loss and if you get kids though to really get to that point sports is sports is life yep yeah so you know so what are some of your biggest musical influences to that helped you to get to where you're at right now uh believe it or not um when i was in canada i was just getting up there i feel like man like one of the biggest influences which is crazy i just want to be successful like when not when that stuff when that stuff was playing and uh um bullets ain't got no name on it the nipsey the old nipsey stuff mm-hmm. um that success was um, on that's that's you're talking about that drake and trey song drake, one, right drake, yeah 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 so yep. uh, so drake was drake drake was a big influence though growing up uh at that time of me like in that mindset like man like i'm about to get back into the league and i'm about to do you know i'm, I'm going for 1500 yards to go this year and that mindset like i'm about mm-hmm. to be you know like any time of inspirational music man though like that jay-z at the though at that time is super don't important mac dre of course because i'm from the area man and everything yeah. going high <laughs> being, you know i was i was you know and, uh, there wasn't always that that many northern california athletes so whenever the bay area stuff happened though we was on top of the world like we was on top of the world though man though here in those any Bay Area song and don't don't any locker room no I turned it all the way up 
Uh, so yeah, man, you know, um, I love the, the, the R&B vibe too, man, especially now. Danny Lay, the dope, goes my boo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Danny Lay. You would have uh, to fight Nito for her, man. Nito would be loving him some yeah, Danny Lay. That's why. Yeah, Nito know what's up. Yeah, Nito we got good up. taste, see? Thanks, thanks, man. So, yeah, um, I feel like those are some of my biggest influences, man. I love Mozzie, man. I love, uh, you know, all the West Coast rap, man. I love the YG and um, what, a, what about local? What about local artists? Oh, the who, local who, artists. Who you, who you rocking with uh, local artists right now? I'm yeah. a flood. Uh, I hey man, I'm a flood god favorite. All right, all right. Uh, flood guy. Shout out to the flood guy. Water, water. You water. already know. Uh, Wild Bill, Steve's got a Steve's just dropped a fire track, man. I just heard, man. Though, oh, though yeah. I missed his live though, man, because I was yeah. Fire. We just had the live with G, with DJ Nito the other night, man. He had it lit. Fire, fire. A lot of love on that, man. A lot of love. Big shout out to Steez. Yeah. We're going to have Steez on the 360 Chop Shop pretty soon, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, Steez is my guy. Caesar, man, there's so many good artists, man, in the area, man. No, I can't even – I mean, mean, we got a lot of talent. Uh, uh, You already know. Um, Man, (laughs) it's crazy. Um, so who, who do you be rocking in your headphones when you when you have your workout time? I know you are working out with a lot of people. You always training, but when you training yourself, who's rocking in your headphones? Who's on your playlist? Man, so if I had to say right now, um, nine times out of ten, man, it's either Nipsey or Mozzie, right? It's one of the two, man. I, I I'm listening to those two guys a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of storytelling music though for me, man. I man, I like to hit, you know, I, I like to hear people go through struggles, man, because that's kind of how I was built up. Uh, just, you know, dealing with, um, a different kind of seaside. I feel like back in the day, yeah. Uh, you know, a, you know, a different element of people. Um, okay. I feel like they kind of have gentrified a very softer seaside for our air for our time now and a yeah, lot of the kids real. are are really fortunate now because a lot of them would have been slapped every day <laughs> i feel like i feel like a lot of people didn't want to really run into like the wado back in the day or like tony like, <laughs> we don't really have them type of people like really walking around the street anymore no nah, like, yeah you know what I'm saying? So a lot of kids now nah, they, nah. they 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 a little bit softer. You know what I mean? Which is which is different. You know what I mean? But um, you know, it was cutthroat back in the day, though. It was cutthroat. It yeah, was. Broadway, Broadway, <laughs> especially was out there, like it was real San Pablo area. Yep. Come on, Soto, like man, the 1800 block of Soto, man. That it was like streetlights or streetlights or else, like yep. literally. So. Um, you know, it's I, a whole new generation nowadays. Even Fort Ord, like we grew up generation. with, like hearing bombs and shit in the in 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 Fort Ord, seeing people Facts. seeing people on the freeway <laughs> at Target now, practice. People don't know, you know that. What I mean? People don't know that. Not not for real. People don't know, like literally hearing bombs though. Yeah, like, yeah. On a Saturday yeah. morning, just like what? <laughs> Boom! Yeah, like crazy, man. 
Um, Even at night, I remember you seeing them flying through the air at night because yeah, I live right there, yeah. right there on on Hilby, right right by Highland. And every every night, you you'd see the little red shots going up in the air, and then you're bah, boom, you know. Yeah, our, I mean, we, we gotta. I, I mean, we're blessed though to be able to have this area. I do. I, yeah. I really feel like though people from here are different than anywhere else. Um, more than you know, there's people that have gone on and, and, and done some amazing things mm. just coming from this little area, man. And I and um I can't really though describe it or what it is that makes people from the eighth group one so different, but you know one if people know us from somewhere else, they'd be like, Oh, you from C like you from you from the eighth group one, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, C stuff, like they, they'll know quickly, you know what I mean. Because we're just a different breed of people, like. Yep. Uh, so that water is that water out here? It, it, it's that water flood. Yeah, man. Right there. That's that classic throwback. Shout out to HDs. Hey, that was my shit when I when I moved out to Orange County for a little bit. I was just slapping that shit all the time. Yeah, man. And the anthem for the city. Hell yeah, he put on for the city with that song. Man, man. Big time, man. I told Steve you got to perform that one day. Like, all right, all right. Did he do it? He didn't do it during the live, but he said for the next one, he gonna he'll get it right. We get yeah. When Steve's got on live, he did four songs, but we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him live, where he's gonna do a whole catalog. (laughs) Okay, we gonna make him. Let me tell you my. Let me tell you one of my low key, one of my favorite people in Seaside, like rapping wise. Well, um, my my Hey, yeah, when he drops up, man, I'll be like, okay, man, let, 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 let me hear a little, let, let me hear what's going on real quick. Cause I'm telling you, man, he got, he, he's got so, such a charismatic approach to rapping. I love it, man. I swear, man. He's like too smooth, man. I, yeah, he just, I he just dropped it, that man. one video, that new video. What's that new video? He's uh, gonna drop. He got to drop that ASAP. Yeah. He dropped that new video. Oh. He got, he got the new, the brand new, uh, what it used to be corking bottle with Seaside Liquors now. Man, that video, man, though, so hard, man. I see it. I, I seen a snippet of that. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like, man, that's just so, man, we got so much talent, man, right? My favorite music video of all time is Fast Life. If it ain't about a knot, then I'm not. That's my favorite. That's my favorite video, man, of all time. Shout out to Fast Life. Shout out to, to the Fast Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Belly be doing his thing too, yeah. man. I love Belly. Um, all my guys, man. I let man, I love it, man. You know what I'm Got saying? T Raw, yeah. Man, my so, guy. One thing about you, Mo, I, I always know you always show love to everybody. You know, that everybody that's putting on for the hood, you always showing love. Shout out to, to the Gur gang. You know, yeah, every, you know, shout out to you, you put on for the Gur gang, you know, EJ. And yeah, you know, you put it on for side effects, you know, uh, Ooze Juice, you know, you show love to everybody, you yeah. know, everybody, all yeah. the local, 
local, whatever it is that they're doing, you know, you see that they are grinding and you are right there to support them. And, you know, we just want to, you know, acknowledge that and how much love and support that you put in for the community um, and, and just for the hood, period, you know, and, and just giving back and just making a positive influence, man. So big up to you. Thanks, bro. Big up to you on that. And um, with, with this whole COVID-19 thing, we just heard that they extended the shelter in place till the end of May, right? May 31st, 31st is what they yep. extended to. 31st. Yep. So, you know, we know you had your gym. Now you got your gym set up in your backyard. And, yep. man, you got a nice setup in your backyard, man. You're not oh, afraid to show it. That's legit. <laughs> But uh, I, I know you're used to working in like big group settings. So how's it go from like working with teams and then going, you know, at, at a mass multitude at a time and then going to like one on one training, you know, you know, because, you know, you're involved with a lot of, lot of uh, other local teams in the youth sports and everything. And they all come to you when they want that that get better, give give beat training, you know, but how, how are you able to cope with that and with your with your Man. clients? Um, it's been tough, honestly, though. We were just, like, I mean, it was, it was just popping. It was just getting ready to boom. Like, we mean, we had so many teams, uh, training with us, me and, me and T, uh, like to where we were starting to turn, turn down, you know, uh, a couple of opportunities to train other teams because we just had so, uh, so many shout out though, July, you know, shout out, man, the Marina, the, Go elite basketball. Um, That's a Marina you know, elite. All my guys. July, we see you. Appreciate you, brother, man. No, uh, July, Mo, you guys have always been over right in my corner, man. No, I, man, I swear to, though, I appreciate y'all. You know, with this thing, man, that's kind of happened now. Uh, uh, man, let me just. Let me let me just be let me be smart about my answer too, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I just—it's tough, right? I can't really explain it because we've never been through anything like this stuff though before, right? I yeah. mean, the last yeah. time, yeah. man, when they did a sh- the shelter in place was 1912 or some some crazy stuff though, like 1918 that. when they had the influenza. 1918, 1918, the Spanish flu, right? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak much of for it besides the fact that I don't really know how to slow down. You know, I don't really yeah. know how to stop or to cut off what my brain and my heart and what God pushes me to do. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So we've been working hard on creating an online platform. I've been working hard on just to, to fix the nonprofit and to, and to get the, the, you know, the online, you know, all the stuff, all the T's and, uh, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's like, it's really giving me though an opportunity to really improve, uh, the the structure of my business which has yeah. been the toughest part to it mm. all together because right now i've really been working off of like word of mouth i don't really want to see your kid unless your kid wants to see me you yeah. know and, and a lot of parents don't really understand that because due to the fact that i'll like it's not a it's not a right you know what i mean like mm. it, it's, it's not your right to train though with me it's an opportunity yeah. it's a you know it's it's a gift, right? Because I don't, I don't require to train anyone. It's not, it, it's not like you. It ain't mandatory. Like mm-hmm. I can turn away anyone I don't feel like is really 
uh, right though for the program though at the time, you know, not forever, but just due to the fact of the matter is like uh, COVID-19, you know, has got, has increased a, a lot of demand for yeah. training, but has, but it has also the ramifications of me getting in trouble for training may be real eventually but right now you know the police are really laxed about you know what's going on man in our area um and i feel like there's an agenda to that but you know i'm not gonna elaborate man on that part well you know Um, you know you know something that i kind of found out or read through with uh, um the new shelter in place for may was uh like recreational type of uh summer camps and recreational camps and things like that that i guess that you can have up to like 12 kids no more than 12 12 or less with like one coach um but like it's recommended the coach wear like a face mask and um kids like are suggested to you know or recommended to wear those too but like I guess it's something that's kind to provide that type of, I guess, recreation or camp yeah. for parents that are like essential workers and things like that. So yeah. I think that there's, I was reading somewhere in there where that, that part of it is in the new shelter in place. It's allowed now? It is allowed. Yeah. We're going to work. I mean, it's the, you know, there's so many new rules and such, such a bunch, so much stuff coming out. It's kind of hard to even keep up though at times too, right? Because yeah. there's always some new yeah. law, and then you know, we're yeah. still running. Like we still have days to where we're still outside. You know, and uh, one police officer coming to me and tell me one thing, and the next up police officer two hours later come and tell me something else, and then the next person to come and tell me you know, what the first dude said and then some of what the second dude said. And I'm like, okay, well, you're telling me these stipulations are this and this, and now you're telling me this is this. And now it's six feet, 12 feet. Now it's masking. <laughs> and so we, you know, me, he's like, Mo, I, don't know, I just stay in my lane, man. Like, yeah. you know, um, when people, are, when I get the, the, uh, the news passed down, I follow all the rules, you know what I mean? But, you know, mm-hmm. I need, set rules you yeah. know i need i need someone to tell me exactly what's going on though for everything to make sense uh, otherwise it's kind of hard for me to you, you know abide by stuff that's that's kind of flimsy you know like yeah. when it championships man ain't won off of flimsy rules man Not so yeah see and well, i, I hear i i, I I'll go ahead. I, I heard I heard that like there's there's like even confusion between the cities and the counties. Like the mayor, the mayors of like Seaside or, or whatever PG were like telling the county, like, dude, you're not giving us the info fast enough. So we can't, we're not even doing what we're supposed to be doing because they're not getting the information from the county like directly. So everything's all jacked up right now. I feel like everything is jacked well, the, up. The numbers are off. Yep. You know, the county like the, the the new uh well right here in regards to what the county put out it's child care establishments summer camps and other educational or recreational institutes and or programs providing care or supervision for children of all ages that enable owners employees volunteers and contractors for essential businesses 
minimum basic operations, healthcare operations, essential infrastructure or essential government functions to work as allowed under this order. To the extent possible, programs must operate under the following conditions. They must be carried out in stable groups of 12 or fewer. Stable means that the same 12 or fewer children are in the same group each day. Children yeah. shall not change from one group to another. If more than one group of children is cared for at one facility, each group shall be in a separate room. Groups shall not mix with each other. And yeah, that's pretty said, Who making these rules, man? Who the hell is <laughs> who, who decides this? Is, this is the Monterey County Health Officer. The, the new saying. shelter in place you? order. Who made who decide who how does he get to decide all this stuff? <laughs> yeah, we don't get no vote. We don't get no yeah, shirt. yeah, no exactly. We, no, no, but I mean conversation. In, in, is there a town hall meeting or something that we can sit in and listen about this shit? Like, I'm like excuse my language. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, like, man, I think it's the the county board, I guess, right? We're the supervisors, I think. I, don't I, even I feel know. you. I feel you because I because I mean, it, that's the thing, too, where it's confusing. And the only reason why I kind of found out about it was because um, NCTB, the, the travel, one of the travel ball organiza organizations that we play in, they just uh, put out some about their camp, the, the baseball camp they're doing this week. And they basically stated how they were able, they're working with law enforcement to ensure that they're following the rules of the new shelter in place. And the the rules basically they limit each age group group to 12, 12 kids or fewer and then all the coaches have to wear face masks and the kids have their the way that they're setting up the camps is they're going to be they're going to have the social distancing of six feet and they're sanitizing baseballs between each session or each uh handling of a baseball and they're recommending kids 13 and older or they're requiring kids 13 and older to wear a face mask and recommend it for kids under 13. So he said, man, no, it's crazy. So, so we're only going to have like four, four baseballs at the practice or something. Or what? Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and you got to wash right. them after, after every time. Well, and then, and then there's, they also said that they got, they're going to be making sure the kids are washing their hands. So like they're going to wash their hands and then let's just for say the they going to wash do? their hands. Where's Nah, they, they're going to go wash their hands, play catch, and then after they're done playing catch, sanitize the baseball, wash your hands again, I guess. I mean, wow. that's the only thing I, I would think of. But, I mean, you know, like I just saw some earlier too because I'm also, you know, in this little travel ball group on Facebook, and they were showing, I think it was out in Georgia, that their kids are already starting to practice baseball out there. And – they showed how they were, you know, social distancing, but then at the same time, you're, you're still making contact with that baseball. So I, you you're know, still making contact with the baseball. It's, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they, they have to do something to make sure that they still have And If, okay, now let, now hear my words. If there's no NFL season, the world is ending. Hey, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's hey, real. If there's no NFL season, bruh, and untaxed, that's a lot of money. That's a whole lot of money to somebody. Somebody's not going to be happy about that, all right? Oh, yeah. Well, shoot. They, I mean, even Little League canceled the 
the Little League World Series for the year. Like, there's man, no Little League World Series this year. No Cooperstown. No, no Cooperstown. Oh man. Nope. Well, no None Williamsport. But you know, and there not, still may be some travel ball tournaments out there in Cooperstown, but. You know when Williamsport I, out there too, where they hold that. When I was series. at, when I, you know, when I heard how much Cooperstown made off of off of that event last year, I'm like, oh my goodness! Like they're gonna be hot if something like that happens. What do you think about athletes now that are like saying like they're 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 bypassing NCAA and they're going straight like you got. Dude's going straight to the G League. You got number one, number one basketball recruit going straight to the G League. You got people going overseas, and and because they can't make money in the NCA and off their brand. Yeah, you know? um, I think they got to fix that, you know. And I feel like, um, I feel like the NCAA will eventually. This is this is a this is crazy though. This is you know the whole California letting. Uh, athletes make money off their like off their likeness is mm-hmm. nuts because uh, you know that inserts agents and that inserts you know um, opportunities that kids in college you know Not have never been exposed to you know so I don't really I don't really fault a kid for for skipping college and creating a bill. Um, whether they're on scholarship or not, you know, skipping college to go straight though to the league because you can still attain a degree, but you know the li- the likelihood of your body being prepared for you know 20, 30 years of sport. Um, if you're ready, then you should take that chance. You know, like Zion, I, you know, like he had to go. He could not play another year at Duke because, you know, the risk for injury to reward on based off what he'd be making is way too crazy. You know what I mean? So you can't, you know, there's no way that he could have stayed in there to play another four years to do what to do what Jordan did technically. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to play all four years and get better. And nah, you know, the contracts are way too large now. The, The endorsement deals. You know, it's it's such a social game. Like you can get on social media and kind of, and Zion could, you know, each post, man, he makes his twenty thousand dollars though because of you know his number of followers. So, so um, crazy. I I just think the business side of it is too big and and too important though for families now. Yeah. Yep. Especially with the the economy too, like everything. The, like, yeah. 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 And you Gas know where they find these kids. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like, uh, yeah, the economy. This, you know, our, our economy in terms of small business. This is definitely hurting on my business. You know, um, tell me about it. <laughs> this is definitely, definitely a big, big slap in the face, man, in terms of business. Uh, but I made it, you know, through two thousands. 2007's version of this, you know, yep. which is the real estate version of yep. making yeah. our economy trash. Um, and they did a good job of that one. The Ameri- uh, well, America did of making our economy trash during, during that time. So I, I, I just feel like, man, though, we all just gotta uh, be, be smart about it and, you know, and um, 
work together, really. I mean, these small businesses are going to need help. And uh, Yeah. You know, what's uh, – I mean, I don't know if this is something you could speak on or whatever, but in terms of, like, the clubhouse – you know, like you guys just moved everything over to that other spot. Man. You know, yeah. Later, it's like <laughs> we can't be in there no more. Yeah. Big hit, you know. Uh, and, um, you know, they do. They, they, they have some stuff that that could help out. You know what I mean? But you, you, you really got to be diligent in figuring out what the government is doing to try to help you. And then if there's no, you know, if there's some sort of, you know, uh, policy that's saying, okay, well, we gave you this, so now you got to pay back this and, you know, yeah. knowing all types of stuff. So All that fine print. Yeah, all that fine print. All, all them little words, man, at the bottom. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it, it's, this world is crazy, man. So we just got to continue, man, to just keep pushing forward really i feel like you know everything will eventually get back to the way it's supposed to be kind in some certain extent but yeah. um this is just something that we got to deal with though from now yeah man yeah man so that, that's about our time we're gonna wrap things up but mate mo we want to thank you so much for being a part of this podcast thank you oh, so yeah. much thank for you man in. man for real hey man appreciate y'all having me brother you know, we spoke on some good things today. You know, hope some people that that tuned in is going to be enlightened by by what you bring to the table. So, where where can people follow you at? Follow me at Get Better, Get Beat, man. We got the website coming out soon, right? We 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 support athletes, though, man. If you buy a T-shirt, man, though, all that money goes to supporting your 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 local athlete, though, to the kids, man. They can't to get that chance to go do something. So, that's what we're all about. You get better, get beat. Follow me on that Instagram, whatever. Just type that in, and you can find me. There it is. There you go, Maurice. Right, man. Mo, thank you, man. Oh, Your inspiration. Thank you so much for tuning out in. Here, man. Thank you so much for being with us, you guys, man. Peace and love, man. Hey, man. It's all love, fellas. All right, man. Till next one. time, brother. All right, bro. All right. Peace. All right. Mo, you want to close this out real quick? Yeah, that is our time. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. This is the 360 Chop Shop Podcast. My name is DJ Cosmo, Noxzilla, Alan the Alias, and we got DJ Needle in the building. Of course, Yay. big up to our special guest, Maurice Mann. Make sure you follow him. Get better or get beat. Yes, y'all. Yes, sir. Make sure All right, you follow y'all. Peace. Us. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. We will be streaming this episode live. On Anchor, we will be streaming it live on SoundCloud as well as Spotify. And, of course, you can run it back on the Facebook Live. And you can run it back, of course. Just run it back. All right, y'all. We are done for the night. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the 360 Chop Shop Podcast. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace.